Hello, and welcome to the Remaking Your Mind podcast, a place where we deep dive into how reclaiming the narrative that plays in your mind through making small adjustments in the way you think can vastly improve your quality of life. I'm Camille, your host, and today I will be talking to you about the power of choice part two, the mechanics of active choice. So today I had a couple of main points that I really wanted to focus on with you guys. Um, Obviously, Active choices are just the choices that we make all the time, every day, that are very conscious and, you know, most of us can kind of understand how active choice works. There's not too much that needs to be explained there, but what I do want to talk about is kind of the areas of life that have a really strong impact on active choice and how making small adjustments to those areas can really help you maximize the effectiveness of the choices that you're making and help you kind of continue to... Um, build your life in the direction that will make you happy and and be important to you and kind of create that level of contentment or peace that you're looking for. So some of those things that can really help you with your mindset when it comes to your choices are the difference between reacting and responding, really being able to identify that, being able to identify when you're doing one or the other, and then learning how to respond in situations that you would normally react in, in order to have a higher quality of life and in order to take better care of your relationships. Uh, The second thing I want to talk about is how setting priorities is extremely important to your day-to-day active choice making, but setting priorities is not enough and there is a lot that kind of goes behind setting priorities. There's kind of a next step that can very easily go neglected or ignored or kind of fall to the wayside because we get distracted. So I want to kind of go into some of the details about that. And then the third thing is just kind of regaining control over your emotions, what that really means, what that could possibly look like, and how that can affect your life. So the first thing, the difference between reacting and responding. So this is something that It's important to not let shame kind of get in the way of you making these changes in your life because reacting is a very normal state of being. Things happen and then we feel some kind of way about it, good or bad or anywhere in between, and sometimes we then continue to behave in a way that reflects how that stimulus affected us, how that made us feel right? And so reacting is very, very normal. Like somebody tells a joke, you find it funny, you laugh. Like there's nothing wrong with reacting to life. I think where the issue comes in is that sometimes we get stuck in this almost cycle of reacting where all we do is react or the majority of the time we're reacting versus responding. And not all of those reactions are are beneficial, are helpful, are productive, are aligned with your priorities. And so it's really easy to kind of let your emotional state and let your mental state just take over and have that state kind of affect how you go about your day. And then to recognize later, like, oh, like, that's not in line with what's important to me or that's not in line with what I want from life but you got so kind of lost in this sort of reaction reactionary 
mindset that you've lost sight of what's important to you throughout the day. And so it's important to kind of talk about that and just basically be like, okay, like it is very normal. Like I don't have to be scared to react or ashamed to react or anything like that. But as somebody who wants to continue to move forward in life and grow as a person and continue to transform your life into something that you can be really proud of and something that really brings you joy and peace, you have to identify that reacting isn't always the right choice and that you have the capacity to kind of change that choice and to respond instead. So what I mean by respond is instead of behaving or saying or doing whatever immediately comes up when you experience any kind of stimulus, and what I mean by stimulus is, you know, somebody says something or someone does something or you, you know, whatever, right? Like, it doesn't matter. Just anything in your environment that is affecting you. When you respond, instead of acting upon that immediate thing that you feel inside, you kind of take a step back and you think like, okay, just because I feel some kind of way doesn't mean that that's how I should speak or that's how I should interact with the world around me or that's how I should behave. Like there is a difference between feeling a certain way and reacting, like, or not reacting, just responding in a certain way. And we can kind of identify that like in a lot of instances, not all, definitely not all, but in plenty of life instances, responding can be the better option um, because our emotions are not always working in our favor. Our emotions are not always grounded in what's true. It's grounded in what we're perceiving in the moment and perceptions in the moment can be based on a ton of different assumptions. It can be based on just a million different factors. And so when you respond, when you make the effort to respond versus react, you're kind of identifying that like, okay, just because I feel a certain way doesn't mean that I'm completely and utterly 100% right about every aspect of that perception. And so my response to what's happening should be more in line with my priorities, should be more in line with what's important to me, and less about me expressing exactly how I feel in that moment. So I'm going to talk a little bit too about how like reclaiming your emotions is not the same as suppressing them. Like being in control of your emotions and responding versus reacting is not the same as rejecting your emotions. And I think that's a really important thing to identify because it's really easy to think that like, oh, she's telling me that like I shouldn't act on my emotions and I shouldn't like express my emotions. And that's not at all what I am saying. And I want to make that abundantly clear. Emotions are a beautiful and wonderful thing and they exist for a reason. And yes, they are a perception of what's happening. They are subjective, but that doesn't mean that they're bad. Even negative emotions, like, they they serve their purpose, they are, like, a part of the human experience, and they're nothing to be ashamed of. And so, what I'm talking about here is not about being ashamed of your emotions, it's not about rejecting your emotions, it's about identifying dependent on your priorities, dependent on what is important to you, it's identifying whether or not acting on that emotion in that moment is the right choice or not. So, first... I shouldn't say first because I've already been talking for a while, but I'm gonna 
actually go a little bit <laughs> against what I originally planned. Originally, I planned on setting priorities being the kind of main point of conversation, but now that I'm speaking about all this emotion stuff, I feel like explaining this is just going to benefit you a lot more, and so I'm going to focus on that first instead. And so, like I said, regaining control over your emotions is not the same as rejecting your emotions, is not the same as suppressing your emotions. What it is, is it's simply saying the fact that just because I feel a certain way does not mean that my behavior should reflect the way that I feel. A lot of times it should, but not all the time. So the analogy that I often teach people is the simple analogy where you ask yourself, who's in the driver's seat? Are you, you yourself, your conscious, deliberate mind who, you know, has priorities, who has people they love, right? You. Are you in the driver's seat or is your anger in the driver's seat or is your frustration in the driver's seat or is your insecurities in the driver's seat? All these things are a part of you and they are not things to be ignored and they're not things to be ashamed of, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they should be the ones controlling the ship, right? They should be the ones driving the car. Like, yes, they matter. Yes, they need to be addressed, but addressing them and letting them be in control, not the same thing. And so, you know, one of the things that I would very frequently teach my clients is to simply ask themselves that question. Who is in the driver's seat? Is me in a state of mind where I am feeling rational at peace, where I am aligned with my priorities? Is the full me in the driver's seat or is my emotion taking control and controlling every direction that we go? And so that kind of mental process can really help you identify like how you were going about a particular situation or, you know, if you're reflecting on situations in the past, how you went about them. Kind of recognizing, okay, am I in control or are my emotions in control? And if the answer is your emotions are in control, well, then you think, okay, is that the right choice? Giving the control over to my emotions, is that the right choice? And sometimes the answer is yes. Emotions are something that are designed to be experienced and they're designed to be expressed. And waiting to express those emotions can be a smart move, but it's not always in every circumstance the right move. And I fully acknowledge that. And so I hope you understand that as well. And so part of taking back control of your emotions and identifying when is the right time to express them is about setting priorities. And it's also about recognizing that even if you expressing your emotion is not a priority in that given circumstance, in that given moment, doesn't mean that you don't deserve to express yourself at some point, right? So a lot of times, what we're doing with our emotions, if we're choosing to respond versus react, if we're choosing to say, hey, just because I feel this way doesn't mean that's how I'm going to behave, we can channel the emotions that we're experiencing into something productive, into something beautiful, into something helpful, you know, and so there's a lot of ways that we can still kind of allow those emotions to breathe, but we can do it in a way that isn't damaging or that is you know, even healing. So I want to talk about setting priorities. So setting priorities is a big, big factor into um, whether or not you're reacting or responding at any given moment. And setting priorities is more than just knowing what's important to you. 
it's knowing how or when to choose to respond versus to react in order to align with those priorities. So there is something that I will do that I've taught myself to do that will really help me kind of make that difference and make that shift between reacting and responding is when I feel an extreme emotion, it doesn't have to be super extreme. It doesn't have to be like super over the top, but when I feel a strong emotion, one of the very first things that I've taught myself to think is what is my priority? I ask myself that question when I feel strong emotions almost every time and almost without fail because I know that if I am able to identify what my priority is, I'm going to be able to act in a way that aligns with what truly matters to me and act in a way that I am not going to feel ashamed of later or I'm not going to regret later. And so if I'm able to push through my strong emotion and and identify, okay, yes, I feel really angry or I feel, you know, just awful or I feel insecure or I feel hurt or whatever it is, but I'm still identifying what my priority is, then I can go about how I'm conducting myself in that situation to align with what truly matters to me so that after that situation is over and I'm able to cool down and I'm able to kind of process how I felt, I can look back on that and I can know that, yeah, I might not have been perfect, but at least I behaved in a way that I could be proud of. At least I behaved in a way that aligned with what's important to me and the priorities that I've identified for myself. So a good example of this is when you are dealing with someone that you love and they do something that hurts you, right? It can be very generic, it can be very small, it can be a simple disagreement or a simple misunderstanding, but there are going to be times where people that you really care about behave in a way that doesn't feel good to you for whatever reason. And in those times, you know, you might feel really hurt, you might feel really disappointed, you might feel any, any, there's a lot of (laughs) options on how that can make you feel. And I've definitely been in those situations on more than one occasion where, for whatever reason, usually miscommunication, somebody that I care about hurt my feelings. And I had to decide, you know, what am I going to do about it? Am I just going to react back if they snapped at me or if they yelled at me or, you know, if they said something mean to me? Am I just going to, like, do the same back? Like, am I just going to react and, you know, either be angry or be sad or take out whatever emotion that they made me feel out in that moment? Or am I going to identify the very simple fact that the people I love will always be a top priority to me? And so I decided a very long time ago that how I treat people and how I take care of my loved ones will always be more important to me than my very specific emotions being known in the exact moment in which they occurred, right? And so there's kind of this thing when you get emotional where you feel justified in feeling that way a lot of times and you also feel this need to let it out, like this need for that emotion to kind of be the center of attention in some ways. And those feelings, right, feeling justified and feeling like your emotions need to be experienced by others, especially if it's a reaction to others, those are very human and that's very normal and it's not something to be ashamed of. With that being said, just because you feel like you should be heard doesn't mean that that's actually true. 
all the time. And just because you feel justified in the way that you feel doesn't mean that you actually are justified, not all the time, right? And so when you're able to step back and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to respond. And my response is I am choosing my priorities over my emotions. There's something very, very powerful about that. There's something, not only are you taking personal responsibility for the way that you treat others, even if others aren't doing the same, but you are also saying like, look, like I, I have control over myself and my actions. I have control over my life. You, at the end of the day, the only person you can control is yourself. So you might as well learn how. I mean, if that's really, like, if you really think about it, like, yes, you can encourage people, you can try to persuade people, like, there's all these things that you can attempt to do in life, but at the end of the day, everybody has the right to make their own choice, and you don't get to take that right away from them, just as that right doesn't get to be taken away from you. And so you, the only thing you can control is yourself, and yet somehow, a lot of times, we just aren't that good at that. And so kind of bringing this back and saying, okay, you know what? The only person I can control in my, is myself, and I am going to choose to live my life in accordance to what is truly important to me versus being a slave to my own emotions. That is a very, very powerful choice, and it's a choice that you are fully capable of making at any time. And yeah, it's hard. It's totally hard. You know, there are going to be times where you're just going to be pissed off, right? Or you're going to be angry, or you're going to be hurt, or you're going to... And maybe you are justified. Maybe the other person genuinely was wrong. That does happen. Somebody can be mean and they can be wrong in the way that they treated you. But that doesn't mean that, you know, lashing out or being just thrown around by your emotions is the right response to that. And so you can identify, okay, what's important to me and how can, even in my emotional states, even in my worked up states, even in my hurt states, how can I align my choices with what matters to me. And so, like I said, kind of in the beginning, one of the techniques that I use is I have just taught myself to always ask myself that question. So when I feel all these emotions like revving up inside of me, I almost always ask myself, okay, what is my priority? And sometimes the answer is to be hurt. Sometimes there is this genuine need where even when I'm responding, even when I'm thinking through, there is a need to be heard. And so, you know, then in that case, you act on that need. Other times, you can identify that like, look, like this, this relationship is too important to me. This person is too important to me. It's not worth just acting some kind of way based on my emotions if it's going to jeopardize this relationship or if it's going to hurt this person. And so, I know for me, like, one of my absolute top priorities is to take care of the people that I love. I take that extremely seriously. And I see relationships as a partnership, and I see relationships as something that you are personally accountable for, and I see that regardless of the type of relationship. So whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's romance, whether it's community members, whether it's people that you, whatever, like, it doesn't matter what type of relationship it is in my opinion, like, how I treat that person is my responsibility, 100% and completely no excuses. And so, I want to make sure that I am aligning my behavior with what is a priority to me. 
know, I want to glorify Jesus. I want to live a life that makes him proud of me, that shows that I'm his, one of his people, that I've chosen him. I want to live a life where people don't doubt what my priorities are and that all it takes is to interact with me, to know that my priority is the people that I love and the people that I serve and serving Jesus. Like, I don't want there to be any question about that. And so, in order for people to know that that means everything to me, I have to act like that means everything to me. I have to behave like that means everything to me, and I have to respond like that means everything to me. And so, I make sure, or I try, because obviously I'm human and I make plenty of mistakes just like everybody else, but I try very hard to keep that priority in the forefront of my mind so that when I'm reacting with, or not reacting, when I'm with people, I am responding in a way that aligns with that priority that says, you know what, because of how much I love you, I will treat you like you are more important period. Like, you are more important. You are more important than this temporary emotion that I experienced due to a particular perspective that I had on what just happened. You are more important than me feeling justified in how I feel. You are more important than me just acting out based on how I feel. You are more important. And so, I do everything that I can to go through life that way, to make sure that I am responding in a way that aligns with my priorities, and my priorities are the people that I love, you know, are the students that I serve, are others. And one of the reasons that I'm able to do that, and one of the reasons why I'm so determined to do that, and I'm definitely 100% not perfect at it, you know, I have my reactions, I have my slip-ups, I have my moments, just like everybody else. You know, so I'm not coming from a place of perfection. I'm coming from a place of experience. But one of the reasons why I'm able to do that is because I'm also able to identify that just because I'm not making that moment entirely about how I feel, just because I'm not fixating on my emotions, I'm fixating on the welfare of someone else, doesn't mean that my emotions are being rejected and it doesn't mean that my emotions are being suppressed. It's not the same thing. You know, I have a lot of other ways in which I can express myself. I have a lot of other ways in which I can allow those emotions to be experienced and to breathe that is healthier than just lashing out at somebody because they upset me. So, I, you know, am trying to use this podcast to kind of help you guys identify like, okay, in what areas of your life do you need to maybe work on reacting less and responding more? In what areas of your life have you already identified priorities? Because we all have them. But even though you have those those priorities identified, maybe you're not behaving in alignment with those priorities. So what mental exercises, what mental habits, what mindsets do you need to establish in order to align with those priorities? And so, you know, I'm trying to help you kind of identify that and really think that through. Okay, like, okay. If I say that my loved ones are my top priority, well then, what am I doing about that? Am I paying attention to them? Am I checking in on them? Am I, you know, holding myself accountable for my emotions or even my lack thereof? 
of emotions because let's be real, even if you feel indifferent or even if you feel numb or even if you feel disinterest, that's still an emotion. It might be a calmer one or a quieter one or a colder one, but it's still an emotion and you're still, if you react, you know, if you treat someone based on those, you're still treating them based on an emotion. Does that make sense? hope that makes sense. Um, but anyways, so I'm just trying to help you identify like, okay, I know my priorities. Those priorities are for you to choose. You know, there's going to be people who maybe other people is not as high of a priority or I don't know, not <laughs> maybe you don't believe in Jesus. And so being in line with God is not your priority. Like you have to choose your priorities for yourself, right? But then what do you, once you choose those priorities, what are you tangibly, I can't say that word, tangibly doing in your life that is making sure that those priorities are being acted upon. And the other thing that I wanted to say was just recognizing that one of the best things you can do when it comes to choice making is to recognize that just because you feel a certain type of way doesn't mean that your words and actions should align with that feeling, right? That's kind of what I've been getting at this whole episode is emotions shouldn't always dictate action. Priorities should. The kind of life that you want to have should. The people that you love and the God that you love should be what is in control of those actions and those choices. You know, and emotions are a part of it, but they shouldn't always be the one steering the ship. They shouldn't always be the one driving the car. You should be the one steering the ship. You should be the one driving the car. So I'll definitely talk about some of the ways that you can continue to kind of like, okay, now that I've identified areas of my life in which I need to respond versus react, you know, how do I make sure that I'm still attending to my emotions? Because even in responses, that doesn't mean that you're somehow, that's another thing that I like should have probably said earlier, but even in your responses, that doesn't mean that you are somehow void of emotion, right? It's not like emotion needs to not exist within that response. And it's not like the emotion that you originally felt shouldn't be there. I never said that and I never would say that. Like when you're responding, you're just being thoughtful about how the way you conduct yourself impacts the kind of life and the kind of relationships that you have. And so there's definitely going to be plenty of times where, you know, somebody made you feel really hurt. And even in your response, you acknowledge that, you know, there's going to be times where to respond can most definitely include acknowledgement of how you felt. It's just not being a slave to how you felt. Does that make sense? And so like, say somebody yells at you and it sucks and you're like, hey, like, man, like, that's, that's not okay. I don't, I don't want you to treat me that way. It makes me feel bad. Right. And so that, you know, even that simple statement, it might sound childish or it might sound kind of odd because not everyone talks that way, but that's just one example. That can be a good example of what it means to respond versus react, right? Because if somebody yells at you and you're reacting, you might shut down, you might cry, you might yell back, you might be passive aggressive towards them and then treat them differently afterwards. There's like all these different ways that you could be reacting that at the end of the day, they don't solve anything, right? And they potentially just continue to hurt not just you, but the other person as well. 
Whereas responding is saying, okay, yes, what just happened wasn't okay. But instead of just doing something that makes me feel better in the moment, I'm going to say something that shows them that yes, I'm not okay with what just happened, but they're still important to me. Their welfare is still important to me. How I treat them is still important to me. And so how I respond is going to align with that priority of this person's welfare is more important than me lashing out. So, you know, back to the example, somebody yells at you and you can be like, hey man, like, it's not okay. You know, I love you and I think you're a great person, but I'd really appreciate it if you didn't treat me that way because it hurts my feelings and I don't like it and I don't want to be around you when you do that. You know, something like that where you're just telling them the truth. You're telling them, like, look, you're important to me. Look, like, you matter to me and I don't want to hurt you and I don't want to fight, but I'm not going to just pretend like what happened was acceptable because it wasn't. You know, so that's kind of like an example of responding. And that's a very kind of niche example. Like, it's a very, like, based on a sort of particular kind of interaction, but it's just a good way to demonstrate that, like, you can do that in a lot of areas of your life where you can identify, like, okay, if taking care of this person's a priority, if keeping the peace is the priority, or if maintaining my job is the priority, or whatever the priority is, you can kind of tailor how you react how you respond, I mean, to that priority. So I know I kind of rambled a lot in this one, but I hope that was helpful. And I will say that I will continue to kind of deep dive more into how like, okay, so if you're not always just immediately letting your emotions out and immediately reacting to things, then what do you do with those emotions? Like, you know, maybe you're still angry, maybe you're still upset, maybe you're still hurt. How do you channel those emotions in a way that, you know, you feel that kind of release that you need in order to move forward and to move on? How do you take care of those emotions if you're not kind of letting them out right when they happen, right? If you're not living in this constant cycle of reaction. So we'll talk about that. And we can also potentially talk about some more kind of mental exercises around how you can have your day-to-day life align with your priorities. Um, I can talk both about just mindset kind of general things, and I can also talk about like um, journaling exercises and things like that that can potentially help you um, really kind of refine what those priorities are and then have a lifestyle that aligns with those priorities. Because I feel like a lot of us, myself included, can get kind of lost in the day-to-day shuffle and it can be hard sometimes, dependent on the season, dependent on the situation, you know, being in quarantine, like all these things. It can be hard to have how you're going about your day align with what's truly important to you in life um, because, you know, you're busy and you have a lot on your plate and you have chores and you have errands and you have to cook and you have to clean and you have to do this and that. And so, like, it can be really easy to just kind of get lost in the shuffle. And so maybe talking about like, how can we not do that? How can we like, just kind of take back a little bit more control in our life and more kind of self, you know, accountability in order to really enrich our life in order to, you know, build us up in order to encourage us in order to be empowered. Because that's one of the things about personal accountability is when you first start learning about it, 
or when you start focusing on it, it can be really kind of daunting. It can feel very heavy because, you know, shame is easily introduced or guilt is easily introduced or being overwhelmed is easily introduced. But the more you learn about personal accountability and the more you learn about the Lord and, you know, how all of this relates to your faith and, you know, how it's okay to make mistakes, the more you kind of learn that, like, no, personal accountability can actually be extremely empowering. When you say, you know what, my choice is my choice, and it's my choice to make, and it's my choice to either reap the benefits or experience the consequences, that's actually an extremely empowering place to be. You stop feeling like a slave to your emotions. You stop feeling like you know, you're just lost in this sea of of time where just life is just passing you by and you're just kind of swept up in it. You know, you stop feeling like, you know, the world is what's dictating your life, you know, and there's all these kind of things that can be holding you back or pushing you down in ways that you don't even recognize anymore because you've gotten so used to them and they're just kind of this undercurrent in your life. And personal accountability can really help kind of uproot those and can help kind of create this sort of cleansing process where you're like, no, like, yeah, I've made mistakes. Yeah, I've messed up. Yeah, things aren't perfect, but guess what? It's okay. It's okay because I'm a human being, because I'm incredible the way I am, because I am loved and adored just as I am, even in all my perfection, and because I'm standing up and saying, yeah, it's my life. It's my life and it's my responsibility. So guess what? I'm going to do something about it. And when you make that choice to do something about your life, you know, that can really make a big difference. Just having that mindset of, yes, I'm going to make mistakes. Yes, I'm going to be imperfect, but I am still going to choose my life. I'm going to choose what is or is not in my life. I'm going to choose what direction my life goes in. I'm going to choose how well my life aligns with my priorities. I'm going to make my choices. That mindset of it's my choice and I'm going to make it is incredibly empowering. And so that's kind of why I'm talking you through the power of choice. And it's why I chose to talk about the power of choice as my first topic in this podcast is because I want you to come from a place of empowerment, a place of recognizing that it is your choice, it's 100% your choice to move forward and to make changes that are going to make you happy and to pursue the peace that God has intended for you and to, you know, have that, have that really um, full life. That full life is completely available to you, but it does require your effort. It does require you holding yourself accountable and it requires you making the choice to move forward in that direction. So, all of that to say, you are so powerful. Your ability to choose is so powerful, and it exists within you, and it's something that can never be taken away from you. And it's just really exciting once you kind of realize that, like, yeah, like, I have that in me. I have that in me to make really wonderful changes in my life, even in the most subtle of things. Even if all it takes is to be like, yeah, you know what? This is important enough to me to 
respond instead of react. This is important enough to me to be patient. This is important enough to me to recognize that, oh, just because I feel some kind of way doesn't mean that's how I should be reacting to my life right now. And um, I'm just excited. I'm just excited. I know that this particular episode might have kind of been a sort of, I don't know, wandering around a little bit. Like it was not as um, maybe concise as I might have wanted, but I really appreciate you guys sticking with me. I really appreciate you guys listening and just thank you for being here. Um, Thank you for bearing with me as I talk about the mechanics of choice and this is Camille, your host, and you are listening to the Remaking Your Mind podcast. So thanks for being here, and I'll talk to you soon.